This is Graphically Novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we're reviewing one of Sam's picks. And Sam, um, what are we reviewing and why are we reviewing it now? <laughs> well, we're reviewing Secret Invasion and we're reviewing it now because I didn't know there was a movie coming out, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> And then when we was talking about the movie coming out, I was like, man, it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> you know? so I, I honestly didn't know that was, and I just, I just, I love this story. I read it when, when it's coming out monthly, weekly, however they done. I don't remember. It's been 11 years now. And I know Josh doesn't read hardly anything like, like that. I wanted Josh to read it. No, another Josh pick is what it was. He's one of those indie comic snobs. Yeah. Yeah. If it's no, not black just, and white, I ain't reading it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was down for a long time, and I feel like he missed some some good stories, some major events, and I'm like I like throwing them at him every now and then. And this was um, not long before I got back into comics. So this was during yep. my you know out period. Wow. Yeah. I'm just curious what you guys think about it. Right. Well, let's get into it. It's time for the live action Batman grades. And this is our eccentric grading scale based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live action. And that scale is from best to worst, Bill Affleck, Keaton West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. And Josh, I'm really curious about these grades. What you got? I got a feeling it's going to be lower than what Sam is hopeful for. Uh, but I stayed on the plus side of the scale and I went with a Keaton. Uh, uh-huh. That's how I was expecting. Yeah, it, it feels like an event book, and I feel like there's some setup stuff that would have been nice to have read before this. Uh, so that left me a little bit lost on it. That that kind of caused the Keaton. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I went Keaton plus. So I'm, I'm I'm more positive than you, Josh. I don't know why you hate this book so much, but <laughs> um, it's a it's a fun event book, but it feels like they left a ton of potential on the field. Like this could have been so much better and such like more, more depth to the story, uh, more tension throughout the story. And they chose just to do something else entirely. And so, I mean, it was still fun. It did definitely like, you're right, Josh. It feels like an event book. It has, I mean, you would never confuse this for a normal series, but I don't know. It was, it was fun enough, but I just, I, I would have liked more. I would like to maybe have like a 24 issue, you know, long longer version of this um but it's okay keep plus and, and i agree with all you guys uh i went a little higher i did give it an athlete because i just have such fond mem- memories of it and great inflation it was <laughs> and, it, and I, I, knew, I don't think it actually is an athlete. I, I agree with you i think it is a keaton but i was just the fond memories of it and i did enjoy it but it is stuff they could have done better with it now um like last week we went over an event that I liked better when I read it in, you know, the monthly floppies versus reading in a trade. Do you think this read better monthly than it did as a collection? Uh, I don't know. I liked it both ways. I think monthly <laughs> it, it, it kept you uh, wanting more, you know, like what's happening next, what's going to happen next. Cause, and, but as a, uh, a full thing, you just keep turning the pages. So it's funny the way I think. Okay. There's more anticipation the other way though. All right. We'll get into it. Uh, so the creator credits this week are this thing was written by Brian Michael Bendis, who behaved most of the time. There are still some very Bendis pages in here. Um, might have been a few whole issues if I felt like people were just standing around talking at each other. But um, Bendis is going to do what Bendis do. Um, it was penciled by Lenil Yu, inked by Mark Morales, colors by Laura Martin with Emily Warren and Christina Strain, letters by Chris Iliopoulos. <laughs> no matter how many times I read his name, I'm never sure I'm saying it right. And the covers were by Gabrielle Del Otto. Um, all right, so the this is the end of the spoiler-free zone. Everything ahead is... Uh, man, I tried to type this out, and I spell-checked it to death. <laughs> we're, he- we're heading into spoilers. I, if you don't want them, it's the time to check out. Here's a spoiler warning. I even typed up something new. I was trying to be creative. Oh, anyway. Next week. I'll, I'll correct and just use it again. All right, it's time for the bite-size breakdown. 
right, Josh, you've got the first massive novel yeah, tome well, of an issue. I wrote a novel to break it down, so let's <laughs> buckle in and get ready here. Uh, so issue one starts with a uh, scene of the scrolls and acknowledging that their throne world, the home world, has been destroyed, and it's a year prior to current events. Uh, then we jump into the story, and it starts with Tony Stark showing a scroll version of Elektra to Reed Richards and Hank Pym. He states that this scroll was completely undetectable to mutant powers, magic-based power sets, and all technology. Then a scroll ship crashes into the Savage Land. The secret Avengers steal a Quinjet and go to the crash site. Iron Man and other heroes show up and tensions rise. Meanwhile, Scroll Dum Dum Dugan blows up the Sword HQ in orbit. Scroll Jarvis loads a virus into Stark Tech mainframe, and all of the Stark Tech goes down, including the Iron Man suit and Tony Stark, and all of Shield. Scroll Sue Richards opens the Negative Zone portal in the Baxter Building. Back in the Savage Land, Luke Cage has opened the ship, and a bunch of duplicate heroes jump out. A scroll armada shows up to Earth, and Reed Richards figures out how the scrolls are undetectable, but scroll Hank Pym shoots him in the face, splattering Reed all over the room. So, sorry, there was a lot of setup. Oh, that's good. And you skipped the whole Dum Dum Dugan thing at the beginning. There was, yeah, I was trying to pare it down. I realized I had two, almost three paragraphs. I was like, I got to cut something. Well, that's a demerit. Anyway, uh, issue two. Uh, big crowds of heroes argue about who is a scroll and who isn't. Then they punch each other for a while. Miss Marvel flies Tony to safety. Then there's more punching. During a punching lull, Hawkeye and Mockingbird reunite over some shared history. So maybe not everyone from the ship are scrolls. Then the issue closes with the scrolls attacking New York. <laughs> Short and sweet. Uh, so, issue three. Jarvis goes to the helicarrier and asks for uh, Maria to surrender. Marvel attacks the Thunderbolts. The scrolls are kicking everybody's butt in New York. On the Savage Land, Spider Woman kills Echo. She finds Tony and tells him that he is a scroll, that his work on Earth is done. He is confused and doesn't believe her. Back at New York, the scrolls are still winning, but Nick Fury shows up with the world's biggest gun and vaporizes a scroll. I think I think Cable should like try to re- re- get that back from him. That that's Cable's gun. I think it is Cable. I think it's bigger than Cable's gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a Final Fantasy gun. Um, all right, so issue five. Nope, oh, issue four. You're not making it. Issue sorry. four. Yeah. That's I got excited. I'm sorry. All right. Nope. This one's a little bit shorter than my first one, though. Uh, so issue four opens with a bunch of exposition explaining that humans are bad and the scrolls are going to make the Earth a better place. The battle rages in New York. Uh, Nick Fury has shown up with his giant gun and he's taken out all the scrolls. In the Savage Land, Black Widow overhears Spider-Woman telling Tony Stark that he is a scroll in deep cover. Some fighting breaks out, and Spider-Woman escapes. Black Widow pips Tony up and tells him he's in fact not a scroll. She was messing with his head. Agent Brand, who is floating in space, breaks into a scroll ship. Meanwhile, Scroll Jarvis tells Maria Hill it's time to surrender, and more heroes are showing up to fight. All right, issue five. I was just tasting you before. I, I, knew, I knew you were next. All right, here we go. Uh, thanks to Norman Osborn, a very soft-headed Marvel decides that he's a scroll that likes humans and Earth and stuff and flies off. The scrolls then Zoom call the entire Earth and give them the short version of how things are going to go. Out in space, Abigail Brand wrecks, wrecks the entire shop and rescues Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> then Marvel shows up and finishes what she started. Uh, I loved that. Uh, Mr. Fantastic shows up in the Savage Land with his fancy gun that reveals scrolls. Don't worry about how it works. Bendis didn't, so we don't have to either. Then Hawkeye gets real mad, and some scrolls are about to have a bad forever. (laughs) It's a good story so far. Anyways. (laughs) Issue six. Everywhere around the world, the scrolls are attacking and winning. Spider-Woman shows up at the Skrulls Command Center, tells her people that they are winning, but the war is not over yet. Uh, What's left of the Avengers are heading to New York, and they find it in a war zone. Nick Fury and his giant gun, plus the Secret Warriors are still there and still (laughs) taking out the Skrull. The war lands with a mighty boom and asks Cap who is he supposed to be. Then all the heroes gather to Thor. 
or raises his hammer and summons the the biggest lightning bolt in the history of lightning bolts to summon the battle that must be fought. The scrolls gathered on the battlefield and the Avengers charge. All right, issue seven. So after seven pages of just fighting, Stark has to leave because his armor's failing him. All of the humans are trying to kill the Scroll Queen or Spider Woman. The Scrolls are trying to kill Reed Richards so they can go back into hiding. Jessica Jones decides to join in and leaves her baby with Scroll Jarvis. Marvell shows up and the tide turns and the humans have the upper hand. The Scrolls pull out their secret weapon and activate the Wasp. <laughs> I've got thoughts. Okay, issue eight, the conclusion. The Wasp is about to explode, and not at Hank Pym, literally about to explode. Norman Osborn takes out the Skrull Empress before everyone else can, and a bunch of apparently dead good guys are rescued from Skrull holding cells. Not Jarvis has stolen Luke and Jessica's baby. Nick Fury gets Scotty to beam him up. Then Hawkeye and Mockingbird are reunited for real this time, I think. In a scene I don't understand, the Fantastic Family gets out of the negative zone. Then in the last scene, the president puts Norman Osborn in charge of something. The end. The end. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, let's 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 dig into this thing. All right, so it's the time for the graphically novel pyramid. And this is the part of the part of the show where we evaluate our book of the week based on the three elements we believe a book needs to have to be a good book. And the first of these is story. So Sam, what'd you think of the story here for like the sixth week in a row? Sixth week in a row. Or something. I gotta go first on story. I do enjoy going first. So, uh, you know, I thought the story was pretty good. It was, I feel like it was stretched thin. Like, there was so much, like you said, setup-wise, and there was so much more of the story they could have done, but they didn't didn't do. And it's like, skimmed over some stuff that I wanted to know what was going on with. Like, we'll go back to those questions later. But I felt like this story was... It was more of like a mystery, like who can you trust? Who's a scroll? Who's not a scroll? So it's like a, almost like a who done it? Who, who's the bad guy? Who's not? And, but uh, there's another thing I got in here. Oh, I think the story should have been. Should have yeah, been. They should have leaned into that hard. They should have leaned into that hard. They didn't. But there's a little bit of that in there. Like they showed him like one time Nick Fury shoots uh, Cat Marvel and throws her to the scrolls because he thought she was one, but she really wasn't. I don't think. They show the scrolls attacking her. I did enjoy Black Widow shooting Wolverine a bunch to make sure it was really him. <laughs> yeah, no. he I know. I, I love she didn't shoot him once. She just kept shooting him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the password? Why you shooting? What you shooting? <laughs> you right. can see my adamantium skeleton. Is that what? Is that the password? <laughs> adamantium skeleton. Here it is. Yeah. But you know, I think they made this story into it's a, another Michael Bay movie. That I picked. I don't know why I've been doing that lately, but it's what it was. It's more of a. It's a battle. It's a just a a great show. What they're putting on. It's not. It's not a deep story. It could have been great. Great opportunity here, but I still enjoyed it. I really did. This this should have been a claustrophobic, paranoid spy thriller, and instead it's, it's a Michael Bay punch him up. Yeah, it's, it's what big it dumb fun. Uh, man, I I was really hoping we were going to get some of vibes like from the thing. With Kurt Russell, you know, who, yeah. who's a bad guy, who's not, you know, all this tension and are they bad, are they not? And uh, we got like two pages of that with Tony Stark when Spider-Woman's trying to tell him he's a scroll, but, you know, you don't remember you're a scroll, but trust me, you are. And then with uh, Mockingbird for half an issue, but they're barely in it for a little bit. But that was like really the only two cases of kind of are they bad or are they not? And, you know, and we it had, didn't make sense. Because, like, the Mockingbird knew all this crazy, like, detailed stuff from their past, these painful moments. Then later on, when they find them, they've been in, like, cold sleep just for genetic material. They and they had no know. way to ac- – they couldn't access their memories. So there's no way they could have known that. It didn't even make sense. Well, like later on, Invisible Woman didn't realize that she had kids with Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean – Yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes they know incredibly detailed things. But sometimes they don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of consistency. Uh I thought at times it moved way too fast. And then there are times, like you mentioned, Jamie with Bendis, where people are just standing around talking a lot. Like there's a group of 50 people standing around, you know, two Wolverines, two Spider-Man, just two of everybody. And then they just stand around and talk for half an issue. <laughs> it's 
you know, if you're giving me Michael Bay big dumb action, just give me big dumb action. Like I want to see Wolverine fighting itself, but instead they stand around and talk for a long time. Uh, and then when it does start moving, it moves crazy fast, and and you know it's hard to follow because we've got 15 different groups, and we're trying to follow everybody at the same time. It was, I think there was too many plot lines, and there was just too much going on. See, I think they're going to fix it because I think that the um, for the TV show, it's it's a, it's a show designed around Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, and so it's going to be well, that paranoid spy thriller thing where he doesn't know who he can trust and he has to you know blah blah blah, blah. you know that i think this is what this book could have been and should have been um but this isn't the my biggest thing here is the premise is genius i mean that's i mean I, i'm just gonna grant bendis that this was a great premise um that that, that paranoia of not knowing who you can trust i mean that's a great element that was largely wasted but it was there um and then there's that and, and he keeps there's interesting layers he keeps putting on it you know who who's been replaced and who and for how long because some people just showed up on that shit. Some people have been there for who knows how long they've been there. Um, and the idea of not even being sure if you're a sleeper agent or not. Like, you know, they almost thought made Tony think he was. Marvel actually was. And then, like, had to make decisions about that. He rejected so it like that. Yes. Yeah, so it's, like, it's a dynamite premise. Um, with a ton of potential, but it's mostly wasted. Like, even, like, the interesting thing with, with Marvel. Um, Norman just... Number one, you don't take advice from Norman Osborn. But number two, it's like a 30-second conversation. It's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go punch scrolls. Even though I just came here to punch humans. It's like, <laughs> that's, right. so, that's so yeah, dumb. And then, and then he leaves for like five issues. And then he comes yeah. back to help turn the tide, you know? And it's, yeah. It, it's just, this This should have been one of those intense, maybe just following like one or two main characters. Um, and... Just let them let them be paranoid. Let them have to figure it out and make it this secret thing. And let there be big, huge fights and all that kind of stuff. But like, follow around a couple of people who don't trust anybody and let them solve things. That would have I been a, of, a more interesting yeah, story. Following Tony Stark, Nick Fury, and maybe like Reed Richards, like the three three main people that are kind of the, the two smartest guys, and then the guy that never trusts anybody, anyways. But ratchet that up. How that much better would it be in? If, if it was Nick Fury trying to solve it by himself, not trusting anybody, and Abigail Brand trying to solve it by herself and not even trusting Nick Fury. And so, like, the two of them, like, not, and eventually they'd have to, like, test each other, figure it out, and then they had to, then that, the way it was got solved, the two of them got together and solved, and, you know, solved the problem themselves. I mean, I don't know, instead of just people punching each other for the last three issues. Or, or could it even work if we didn't reveal that it was a full-scale scroll invasion until, like, the fourth issue? We just think, you know some of the heroes are turning villains and we don't really know what's going on. And there's like hints about stuff, but not actually just in issue one. Oh, scroll invasion. It's we're coming yeah. to take your planet over. Like they could have drugged that out and, and again, caused some more tension, but well, the name of the thing is secret invasion. It ain't real secret. <laughs> we addressed it in the first five pages of an yep. eight issue run. It was... Showing up with your entire armada, not real subtle. <laughs> No, but, but there should have been all infiltration, and like maybe somebody assassinates and he's the president or something, and like and he turns green on the ground. It's like, oh no, what's this? And then like suddenly, it, you know, all the shield people go crazy, trying to figure out who, who's who, who's what, how long have the scrolls been here? I mean, that would have been more interesting. But no, yeah. we just wanted to punch each other for sixty percent of the book. Yeah, it was so entertaining punching, I mean, and, and and the art is, you know, most most people look great most of the time, but I don't know. I feel like they they had a lot of wasted potential. I, I keep circling back to that because it's it's my primary frustration with this book. Yeah. Well, you know, like we're talking about the potential. Captain America things what's got me the most curious because he was assassinated. That was in the beginning. That's why there was all mourning. Bendis forgot thing. for five issues. And then Captain America come back, and then Thor's like, "Who are you?" And he knows who Cap is. He says, you're not Cap. So who are you supposed to be? And then he forgot for five issues. Yeah. But I, I, feel, well, that was only issue six when he asked who Cap was. Yeah, well, they no, when when they first land, I think it's Hawkeye um, who asks, like, who, who are you? Cap's dead. And then it's not even brought up again, really. And yeah. then, like, they, but they even draw, like, because um, at the time, Bucky's in the Captain America, being Captain America, and in the, like, the, the black and blue uniform, which is the greatest Captain America uniform of all time. Um, but, but they don't even address, like, but they forget to even draw him as Bucky. Like, when he shows up, he's just wearing the normal fish scale outfit. And then, like, and then like issue six, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's Bucky. And they start drawing him as Bucky again. It's like, y'all can't even, yeah, anyway. 
How do you forget Captain America's dad? Was that Bucky in the suit? No, no, no. The the one on the the one on the human side was Bucky. Yeah, was yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there's but there's there's Captain America for a bunch of it too. Yeah, yeah. I was just confused which who was actually being Captain America on our side. Because they forgot to draw him as Bucky. (laughs) They they, they forgot it was a different costume. Yeah, they they forgot to tell you who he was. That's my that's my next you know point I wanted to bring up uh, on on this one. They didn't explain anything about the state of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah, there's like a few little comments about, you know, Cap's dead, the Richards have kids. Let's just start punching each other. Nick Fury's gone out of action. You know, there was that. Fury's missing. I didn't either. Um, yeah, and like, this, this is, if, you, you, you said you were reading this monthly, Sam. So this is after Civil War, or is it during Civil War? During the whole Registration Act? It's, it's, Feels right like it's in it. Okay, they didn't, they didn't explain that at all. Like, because they get talking about, oh, it's perfect time to attack because the heroes are fighting each other. They're divided. Blah 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 blah. I'm okay. So why are they fighting each other? They don't even. They barely mention it. Like, they casually mention once there's a registration thing. Because that's why all the that's why they're the secret Avengers. That's why they were all hiding. Luke Cage, all of them. That's the ones that don't want to register and they're hiding. Yeah, you had the uh, you had the initiative, which was all the ones that came forward and announced. Right, all the new heroes yeah. was for the initiative. Yeah. Yeah, there there was too many groups. I, I understand there's a lot of groups in the Marvel universe, but we didn't need them all in these eight issues. Like we could have left some of those people out. Well, I think it's what part of this this event book was was bringing down how many groups there was. I think they was trying to thin them down because that's what they said. The Avengers are gone. Tony Stark's gone. I'm not using his tech no more and all that stuff. So that's part of this event book. I think it was trying to thin down some of those groups. Well, it didn't work because at the very last of the the book. They they unleash all the people who've been kept in those stasis pods and it's like, well, all these people you thought were dead, we're repopulating the Marvel universe. They're all back. <laughs> yeah, happy I, ending. We can't let anybody actually die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my my last complaint on the story thing is I was super intrigued by all of the he loves you stuff. Um, he loves us all, and I thought, man, this is going to be some kind of interesting religious stuff going on. Bendis is going to have some fun ideas here. He's going to play with it. Um, and by the end, it's just like, oh, why you t- who loves us? It's God. Mm-hmm. And they don't do anything with it. I mean, they do nothing with it. I, I, I don't, I was so frustrated by that because I was intrigued by that. Like, where are we going with this? Like, what's, what's the story? Are these some kind of like religious extremist branch offs of the scrolls? I mean, is this some kind of splinter group? Um, is this like a, like a theology thing? They have to come to earth. Or is this some kind of prophecy or something? Is this yeah, a, is, is this prophecy. weird violent evangelism? I'm like, what's going on here? Uh, well, they mentioned a prophecy a couple of times. It but was, they don't do anything with it. Written, I know. She mentioned it all because uh, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman, whatever you want to call her, kept mentioning it. She's like, you know, this this was written. This is how it's supposed to go. Blah blah blah. So, what's well, kind of prophecy? I, I got the impression she was making that up. Oh. Now I thought she was just trying to trick Tony. Well, and no, some was, of her soldiers. Well, she said that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just I was intrigued by that, and they just just nothing. It was a big nothing burger. Yep. All right, we done beating on the story. All right, Josh, lead us off on art. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking back over my notes here, and I've realized that I've written down a lot of negatives and nitpicks. Uh, overall, before I start railing on it, I like the art. I thought the art was good. It was probably like the best <laughs> part of this thing for me was the art. Yeah. Uh, but my notes all look very negative, so I just want to come out and say the art's solid. It's, for me, the strongest part of the pyramid. Uh, but, again, we mentioned it in the story. There are so many groups and so much stuff going on. There are way too many people in this. Uh, too many people that look identical. Maria Hill, Scarlet Witch, Agent Brand. I mean, mostly the women, but a lot of the dudes, They, I have no idea who it is until I see them. Sorry, he only knows how to draw one male chin. Yeah. 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 The male yeah. face, same person pretty much, unless they got a scar or a beard or a different colored hair, that's the same face. Yeah. Uh, I thought the action was pretty good when it was a smaller scale action, when it was maybe 15 to 50 people. And I could kind of <laughs> follow what was going on, <laughs> you know. When it got over, you know, 50 people, uh, it got really confusing and the detail got 
wonky, you know, and, and, and stuff just got vague and you couldn't tell who was who. Uh, it was just bodies uh, on the page. But for the smaller stuff, you know, when it's kind of one on one fighting and stuff, action was solid. Uh, but, man, those panels get busy when you've got all of New York with 300 superheroes and a thousand scroll fighting. It's, it's just messy. Yeah, I always I always have, I always have mixed feelings about reading books drawn by Lenil Yu. Um, because in broad strokes, his art's great. It's exciting, it's dynamic, but there's so many nitpicks and things he just keeps doing. Um, like the eyes. Half the time he won't draw eyeballs. Yeah, it's just black. Blind. Of yeah. A lot of them were black too. Yeah, just black. I thought yeah. maybe that was like a scroll tail or something. It's like, oh, they didn't, they got black eyes. But even close ups, they just won't draw they won't draw the eyes. So there's big, big white blotches in the middle of their eye sockets. It's like why why when he does draw they look great. He just doesn't draw them half the time. What about Spider-Man's eyes? Well, those are okay. He had like a scowl, angry face on his mask half the time. Like his eyes were a weird shape. Yeah, but I mean, his are supposed to be all whited out. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm just talking about the actual shape because when Scroll (laughs) Spider-Man walks out of the ship, he's got conventional Spider-Man eyes on his mask, but the real Spider-Man, his face was like angry. I I didn't care for him. Yeah, I I was so mad at the other people's not lack of eyes that I, I just completely gave it a pass on Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, the crowd scenes are just too busy. There's too much going on, and when when it when it's a small group, you can see what's going on. But the more people he packs into a scene, the 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 less clarity is what's even ha- what's even happening. Let alone who's on the page or who's doing what. You, I just, you can't even tell what's going on. Um. So yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah, and <clears throat> I agree. There, there's some definitely nitpicks about all the faces and bodies all being the same. Uh, but what I liked was some of the scroll designs, like when they had like the superhero co- costumes on, and like then had the scroll within the costume. I thought it was he done really good with that. And some of them had like combined powers, like some of them had Wolverine claws and all that stuff. I, I thought it was interesting how he done the aliens, how he done the scrolls, it was really cool. And I think overall the art was really good. But I agree with everything y'all said about being busy ton of people in one panel and all that stuff it's just it gets hard to look at but there's one panel i wanted to bring to jamie's attention because it, it caught me too talking about the eyes go to page 96 it's cat marvel she's got white a white eye for three panels in the last panel she's got a blue eye <laughs> how <laughs> do you do that yeah. Yeah. And it's like a close-up like he forgot to draw the eye <laughs> that's so crazy yeah, it caught me when I was reading it the first time. I had to go back and look. I was like, what happened to her eye? So, yeah. yeah. And, and it's crazy when it's a close-up. So, yeah. like, but, but Yeah, I'll, I'll give cool. you a pass on backgrounds. If you don't want to, yeah. if you just want to give a little, even those little dots that people will draw sometimes. Oh, yeah, sure. You're drawing 50 people. Cool. I get it. I mean, you don't, you don't have three years to draw a single issue. But like, you're right. That's a close-up. Close-up yeah. of an eye. Like, like yeah. the, I was really going through it. And I seen that. I like I wrote that down in the art section. I wanted to mention that in here. Yeah. About the eyeball. Page ninety-six. <laughs> well, while we're out there, jump over to page ninety-three. And this is uh the giant gun, Nick Fury's gun. If you were to stand that thing on in, it would be taller than Nick Fury. It's comically large. Uh it looks yeah, like he should be firing cannonballs at the red coats. I feel like if yeah. you pulled the trigger on that, he's gonna go flying backwards about two football fields. Easy. <laughs> but uh look what yeah, a miss blue in the scroll. Yeah, uh, that one scroll, though, the other thing I wanted to show you, I feel like they had a lot of fun drawing that one uh, to the left, uh, yeah. to the end of Fury, because he's got Wolverine-shaped head mask on, but he's got a Cyclops visor and, you know, a cable wow. arm. Uh, yeah, he draws him all the time. Yeah, that one popped up a lot, and when you get, when they done a couple of close-ups, and it's really cool looking, so uh, a lot of the scroll designs, I, I'm backing you up, Sam, were super cool. Uh they had a lot of fun with that, and and make them up again so later. many. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah the, the scrolls were cool. Like, there's one of them had, uh, I think it was a thing arm, and like it had like a, a fiery arm. So it was kind of like a mixture of the Fantastic Four with him. So if you if you go through and go actually look at the, some of the scrolls in the background, there's some interesting scrolls in there. Now that was Clerk, right? The Super Scroll. I thought that was supposed to be him. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been him in there. Yeah. It's like a, his unofficial appearance, I guess. But uh, another thing I wanted to mention was like when they did do like a big 
a scene or whatever, and if it's like of a city or a space or something like that, I think they've done good with that type of scenery. But if it's a fight scene, like you said, it, it got kind of jumbled. But if it's like a, a city or a skyline or something like that, I think they've done really good with those kind of scenes. Yeah, 100%. Um, my, my last point I wanted to make about the art was one that was just, it was eye-rolling. Um, he drew some really, really unrealistic bodies in here, especially, especially the women. Um, and there were some super sexualized poses like, like number one, human spines don't do that. And number two, clothes don't do that. You're just drawing naked people and painting them. Um, and I don't know. It just, it was just, it it got so repetitive. I'm just, I'm rolling, especially spider woman. I think he has a thing for spider woman, but, um, but I was just rolling my eyes and just kind of like groaning by the end of it. That that was my last nitpick. I was going to bring up is uh, yeah that all the women have the same unrealistic body. Uh, I mean, we mentioned it before. You can't tell them apart. You know, if when they're doing those big crowd scenes and they're not super close up, or if they're like uh, shaded, so you can't really see color of the suit, you have no idea who you're looking at because they all look identical. Uh, and yeah, it, it it got to the point where sometimes it was distracting. You see that, and you're like, "Really? We we got to do this again?" Yeah. Well, I think that was a theme in that era of comics. Yeah, yeah, we reviewed some in the past like that, but it's yeah. I guess because there were so many characters in this, it, it became even more obvious because you've got 20 women characters that they spend some time with, and they all look identical. Uh, well, I'm trying. I'm trying to find a specific one that was just. It was. A, I think it was a fight between um Spider Woman. I think. Uh, An Echo. Echo. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm know like, which dude. one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say the Savage Land lady too. She was yeah. one of those ladies. They always draw her that way. I, I hate. I'm almost. I mean, she's a. She's a. You know, perfectly okay character. I just kind of hate what she's because like because I, I know what they're gonna do. I know how they're gonna draw her, how they're gonna pose her, and all that jazz. I think you're on page seventy-seven, seventy-eight in that area. 79 yeah. yeah but like um yeah it starts on page 77 like number one nobody stands like that number two there's right. no humans have those proportions but on the next page when she's posing getting ready to fight echo i'm like no like clothes don't do that all right her spine would not let her pose that way yeah. i'm like anyway yeah i'm with you yeah but but it was it was non-stop with spider woman though i really do think I don't know. Uh, there's maybe things we questions that shouldn't be asked. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want me on the characters? Uh, yeah, just I want to reiterate though. All those negatives aside, that's the best part of this book was the art. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we said, we kept saying big big picture and broad strokes. The art's great. Yeah, but there's a lot of little annoying nitpicks. The, the color was really good. I don't know if I ever came out right and said that. I thought the color was really good. Uh, yeah. And when he's not drawing gigantic crowds, the action is really dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it gets lost. It gets diluted. The more people he jams into the pages. But, I mean, it's really good yeah. in smaller fights. Anyway. All right, so for characters, um, ah, it's not worth talking about. I mean, to be completely honest with you. Um, there's some good character moments here and there. But this is just a big punchy event book. Um, it should have been a character story um tony has an arc ish kind of thing going on the whole thing where he gets infected which doesn't make any sense it's a technological thing why did it infect anyway um but he gets confused he's you know delirious and so she tries to take advantage of that and gets him confused about whether he was a scroll or not which should have played out for three issues instead black widow resolves it with like two sentences um, but, but by the end, he sort of pulls himself together, pulls some junk armor together and goes and helps. I mean, it's, it's, you know, arc ish. Um, the whole Hawk, Hawkeye Mockingbird thing is interesting, but it doesn't really make any sense. You know, if you don't look, if you, if you squint from a distance, it, it's a pretty, it's some, some good character moments. But if you really think about it and try to connect the dots, it doesn't even work. Um, it's just more wasted potential. Ah, I don't. I know this is my segment to lead off on. I don't have a lot. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I put down was has all the Marvel characters in it. There's really <laughs> characters in it. It's hard to have character development like you like. You know, there's there's just who they are. Like the only person, like you said, was 
maybe Tony, because at the beginning he was the leader of the world pretty much, and then by the end he was an outcast. Nobody wanted to have nothing stuff to do with him, so he was beaten down at the end. And then this little Spider-Man had a little bit. He was kind of funny. His his normal person, like I said, it's just who they are. There's nothing. They really should have kept it. two Spider-Men around. Yeah. I mean, that was so dumb to just kill the scroll one right away. Yeah. Like they could have had a quip off at each other. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who can like make the that. dumbest joke? That'll like be the, that'll be never, the real one. Yeah. I like how they never made him take his mask off to prove he wasn't a scroll under there. <laughs> He never once took his mask off. Oh, now I was. Rem- I, I, it's. I'm not sure which was first, and I'm probably wrong about this. But th- does the whole Hawking Hawkeye Hawkingbird? I keep. I'm. I'm trying to give him a ship name. Um, like the whole Hawkeye Mockingbird dynamic. Does it feel like a cheap knockoff of Green Arrow and Black Canary? Because it kind of does to me. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Because like, oh, it's the Arrow guy and the the spy punchy lady. Yeah, and they're even like bird themed uh, ladies. Yeah, because <laughs> <Like, laughs> I mean it, it's entirely possible that Hawkeye and Mockingbird was first, and I just came across you know Green Arrow, yeah, Black Canary sooner. But yeah, it just feels like you know I don't know some somebody's stealing from somebody else. Speaking of characters too, one, one of the things that I know I don't know if it's a character moment or a story, probably more than a story, but we can talk about it in the character section. But like. When on the Savage Land, all the heroes that come out of the ship look like they're from the 70s and 80s. It's like they got their info outside. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Like uh, the Falcon. <laughs> He's oh, ready to no. hit the disco. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that should be a dead giveaway right away, guys. That's the scrolls right there. That's not that's not the good guys. And since some of them were real. They weren't all scrolls. <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense. What, Nate? No, no some, of, some of them were real. There were a few that were real. That's where that's oh. where the uh, the real Sue came from, isn't it? No, that no, that was after. That was in the very they end turned, when they came I'm back. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all turned out to be scrolls. Come out, of that yeah, ship. they did. They they were all. I was scrolls. thinking there was one or two anyway. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, that's that's the character section, folks. That's that's it. Too many people, <laughs> not enough moments. There's, I mean, for, if, for if the. When you, if, when you were a kid, if you really love playing Where's Waldo, this is the book for you. Yeah, yeah. There's by the end of the book, there's where, Where's Waldo double page spreads. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that's a good analogy. It's like a, a kid that just dumped out his bucket of action figures and a giant mess on the floor and started just having them all beat each other up. Like there was no rhyme or reason to really a lot of what was going on. It's just everybody we can get, let's <laughs> make them punch each other. And by the end, it was so chaotic. It looked like his mom was trying to sweep him up. <laughs> It was real. <laughs> All right, we've been real naked. Let's give us some awards. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> Same. What's your best cover? All right, best cover is issue five, page one hundred nine. The scroll face. <laughs> I love that one. When it, when it was uh, coming out uh, weekly. I got the like a little bookmarker of that, and I still got that dude. I use uh, it. It's not bad. Yeah, but it's, it, I don't think it's the right answer. It was. I think. I think it was number three for me. I think it was two better. Josh, did you have one of the right answers? I think so. I thought I had one. I thought me and Sam were for sure going to have the same one. It's uh, issue seven cover on page one fifty two. It's Wolverine and Scroll Spider Man with the doves. It is a John Woo. The dove sold it for me. That's yeah. <laughs> a super dramatic pose in the dove. So I was like, yep, that's a winner. I just, I just, okay. I just like the way that spider scroll, Spider-Man scroll looked. I thought that was pretty cool. I do like it. I like the extreme close-up of that scroll. And I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. I actually had a bookmarker of that. They're all good. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> they really um, are. Yeah. My, my best one's on the cover six on page 131. That was my runner-up. Yeah, got the, got the the main three Avengers. I yeah. mean, looking real cool. I mean, it's almost Clayton Crane level. Yeah. Cat That's walking with I his mean, pistol in his hand. You don't always see him using a pistol. It's usually just a shield or a fist. When you That's when Cat's got the pistol. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot. Yeah. It's not just you. Bendis and Lineal, you <laughs> forgot yeah, too. Yeah, I forgot too. Yeah. But uh, that's the cool yeah. suit that he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Sam, you you uh, had a variant, didn't you? I do have a variant. It is on page uh, two eleven, issue seven. Man, you're so wrong. Well, this is why I didn't pick the one Josh picked. I got the one have to go Wolverine on it here. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I question their decision to zip uh, uh, Black Widow's shirt all the way down to her belly button. It's to distract I, the guys. I, I, I think it was necessary. Well, she's not Red Sonja, okay? Yeah. Well, if you look above her arm, though, her suit's closed up at her chin, though. It's like she's got a diamond <laughs> shape open <laughs> around her chest. <laughs> That's uh, Those are those uh, angry Spider-Man eyes that I didn't care for that shape for. I don't know. They. Yeah, I see it now. They're kind of frowny. I, I don't know. I don't like them. Uh, Only Miguel's I, allowed to grimace that hard in a Spider-Man costume. Right. All right. Uh, see, my variant was a variant for cover six on page 209. So just go back to. Yeah. I divided the, and got uh, Cap, Thor, and Iron Man in the variant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Most of the variants were good. Actually, pretty much all the covers were good. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I think the main covers, I had a hard time picking those, honestly. Uh, so mine um, doesn't quite make sense, but it's on page uh, 195. It's the cover one variant by Steve McNiven. Um, it should have been the Empress uh, with her hands around the uh, the heroes, but it's just really cool, and it kind of gets to the 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 feeling the book should have had, you know, like that you know paranoia of what the scrolls are up to, kind of thing. And that that some of them look frustrated, some of them look look you know afraid, and so like we needed more of that. It's a cool cover. I do like the cover. I just don't like the scrolls' face, all the like little lines they put in his forehead and around his nose. Those supposed to be looks, scars, or he looks awfully green goblin, goblin there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think on this one they had them when the scrolls were morphing or changing shape. It would kind of look like you know vines coming across them as they yeah, changed. Yeah, it did, from, didn't it? Yeah, it kind of looked like poison ivy was wrapping them up or something <laughs> instead of changing. So I think that's what they were trying to do on that was. All right. Now, Sam, you picked out a uh, promo page. Yes, it was a postcard. It's one of the things I had. Okay. And it's on page 108, and it's uh, Embrace Change. And it's been so long since I wrote it down. I don't remember which one it is. We're going to find out together. No, yeah, it's a couple hugging New York. <laughs> I had trouble taking that one seriously because that looks like the scroll version of Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. That it looks means... just like Buddy Holly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty interesting, so I, I picked one of those. I like those, yeah. There was one with, the, I didn't write the page number down, the, with a little girl on it that I thought was really good. Yeah, that was was, I had thought about. Wasn't, wasn't there a Little League one, too? Yeah, yeah I think so. They were all funny. Yeah. yeah. All of them says embrace change. Yeah. Yeah, on page 67, little uh, little squirrel boy playing Little League baseball. Was, yeah. Like, that was probably my favorite. It was like scroll propaganda. Like, they had to print it up before they hit Earth. <laughs> I was like throwing them out. Like, <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Josh, who's your best character? Oh, good Lord, I had a thousand to choose from. I went with Spider-Man. Uh, I just, classic Spider-Man. He got a couple quips in. I chuckled when I got him because nobody else was, I felt like, given an award to. He, he oh. stole every penalty he was on, too, though. He, he always yeah. has that ability uh, to steal that scene. Yeah, I was just super bummed because I wanted to say Iron Man because he had some stuff going on, but they, they just dropped the ball so hard that I didn't even want to acknowledge that they were trying. So I just completely ignored him and said Spider-Man. Well, I didn't ignore him and I picked Iron Man. Yeah, it's, I mean, he had the most going on. I mean, everybody else just kind of got lost in the crowd. I mean, yeah. I I, there, I did have a, a backup, so I'll, I'll let Sam say he is and I'll, I'll just mention who it was if he didn't pick well. that person. I like Josh's pick of Spider-Man because I had him wrote down, but he wasn't actually who I picked. I picked the Hawkeye. I liked how he got tricked. and was so believing that Mockingbird that came out of that ship was his Mockingbird. No way anyone else could have known that. And he was willing to defend her against all the other Avengers. And then when he found out he was the one ones ready to kill her, it's like, and then he wanted revenge. He wanted to just take them all along. I just liked his little moments he had. Yeah, and when he, he found out wrong. that, yeah, when he found out he's wrong, he immediately shoots her in the head. In the head. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just I like I like him. Yeah, they they should have took more time with that though. That was yeah. in total about five panels worth. <laughs> but it was a real Hawkeye moment because the defender he was going to shoot Wolverine in the head with an arrow. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's 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 Hawkeye thinking. I mean, <laughs> uh, my backup is Abigail Brand. I just got a kick out of her. She was so just tough and sassy and smart, and I uh, just I, I like her. And she had some really good moments. But I, th- I, th- I thought Tony was the right answer. All right. Um, so next up is best panel, and I'm going to want you to go to page 47, and I'm going to cheat just a little bit. I'm going to go with panel one or two. Dealer's choice. I don't care. It's when Mr. Fantastic gets splattered all over the place. <laughs> I had to put that in my breakdown. Yeah. Uh, whichever one you like better. The one where he's initially getting splattered or when he's just, you know. <laughs> I think it's the eyeball that gets me in the second panel. Yeah. The eyeball and the fingers. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first one, though, like you can see the actual impact of his head. Like, so he's got his eye here. And look at his bottom I, jaw. His I like yeah. the bottom jaw. I like the little... Well, there's teeth. teeth. Yeah, there's yeah. teeth in the second panel right above uh, Hank Pym's head there. There's oh, still yeah, teeth there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but look down at awesome. panel four. That's where I was talking about how the scrolls yeah. change form, how they kind of look viney. Well, I'm glad you picked that one, Jamie, because I was having a hard time because I had two, and that was one of them, so I could pick my other one. I really like this one better because I think it's one of the better panels that was actually drawn. And it's on page 84, panel one. It's where... Uh, Vision gets shot in the head. Oh, you yeah. can see all the light through and coming out of his mouth and out of his eye and all that stuff. I thought that was really well done. There's a couple like that that are really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's like plate crane kind of stuff. What I don't understand on that is look above on the, I don't know if that's a billboard, but there's a scroll shooting. Is that supposed to be the news? But the color is way different. That's like the old 70s vision on the screen up there getting yeah. shot. It's more that in the panel. But I didn't got, notice that. It's got bad resolution on that TV. Is that what it was? Okay. Sure. You got the high def. That's eighties. But see, when you've only got two scrolls and one hero on there, the art looks really, really good. Like that's a fantastic panel. But when you've got fifty people on there, they you just can't get that level of detail. I mean, he's a good artist. That's that's yeah. really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, what was your Josh? We're going to jump way over to the other end, page 146, panel two. It's when Thor sees Cap. Mm-hmm. He says, you wear the uniform of Cap, a true friend of mine, but you're not he. And that's when he's got the old school uniform on, right? Yeah. That's when I was confused. It's kind of a hybrid uniform <laughs> yeah but B- bucky's is similar it's very similar he's got a lot of black yeah. on it and the uh the shield on the chest like instead of like having the stripes up and down over his like stomach area it comes down to this point it looks like the original shield yeah i think, yep. I think it's really cool yeah I, I, I like that panel though it's a good one i like Thor. yeah it's a good it's a good thor costume too yeah i'm not sure when they did that redesign but i like it uh sam what was your best dialogue man i struggle on this one because it was so much just monologue going on. It's hard to pick a, a good dialogue for me. So I, I try to find a funny one because it wasn't much. Unless you well, also, when it's stuff. Bendis, everybody sounds like they just sound like Bendis. They don't have very many unique voices. Yeah. So what I done was on page 119. It's when Maria uh, was giving her monologue to Jarvis. Some of our life model decoy stuff, all sort of stuff. So we're going to skip all this. talking about buying a T-shirt. But what I liked was Jarvis shoots her up, and at the end it says, it'll say Nick Fury was right. I just loved how that how big monologue was. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was right. When the, when she gets shot on that page, that's another good one. Like, it reminded me of the vision when you picked. Yeah. yeah. All right, Josh, what's your best dialogue? Uh, it's over on page 148. Uh, you made reference to it in the story, Jamie. It's when uh, the scroll queen there is telling everybody that uh, they're there to fix them. And save the world because he loves you. And Spider-Man says, uh, he who? And she says, God. And then Nick Fury's got the punchline down there. Yeah, well, my God has a hammer. <laughs> He's standing next to the <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I like that one better than mine. Good job, Josh. I got a chuckle out of that. All right. Um, mine's on page 69, and it's panel three. And it's a... Uh... <laughs> I like Maria Hill. I know she's a big jerk and nobody likes her, but I I always get a kick out of her. But it's in a panel three and she's like, they're sort of trying to kind of stabilize the helicarrier. And she goes, I've had the same car since I was 19 years old. Never had a problem. 
Yeah, this thing falls out of the sky every other Tuesday or, or, or Thursday. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they do seem to fall out of the sky a lot. Stark take letting them down. He keeps the good stuff for him because he ain't falling out of the sky every other Thursday. <laughs> He's a smaller target, harder to hit. Oh, there you go. Or something. I don't know. Anyway, Josh, what's your best full page spread? Oh, man, there was a bunch of them. Uh, this is the first one I wrote down, and I just didn't feel like going back and changing it. It's uh, page 130. It's uh, Angry Hawkeye. It's after he shot Mockingbird, Scroll Mockingbird, and he's vowing yeah. that he's going to kill every scroll. I just, there was a lot of emotion in that face. Like, I'm buying that he's, his cheese is starting to slide off the cracker a little bit. Like, he, yeah. he's losing it. I was yeah, totally yeah. buying that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to steal Sam's Thunder and pick uh, page 66. It's a double pager, and I called it the attack of the interesting looking scroll scroll army. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to look at there, and there, there's but there's not like a hundred people, so you can kind of, you know, there's detail on everybody. So it's like there's the one Captain America scroll back there. There's a, I mean, the Doc Ock scroll, and there's, and then you can see like Archangel, an Archangel and a Thor one, and uh, you can kind yeah. of, yeah, and you can, and they're still interesting looking. They're not, and there's know, the Wolverine Cyclops hybrid. Yeah. And it's just and really cool looking. Our film is the, the Super Scroll guy. I was talking about the fire hand with the thing yeah. on. I don't, I don't think it's Super Scroll, though. I think it's just... It could be Super Scroll. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It looked cool. What was yeah, your no, That's a good one. Well, I'm glad you picked that one because I really had a hard time. That was. I figured that was one of yours. I love these scrolls, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I like them. So, I agree with you. This is probably is my favorite panel. Or page, I mean. So, but I have another one, and it's on page 149 when all the heroes are getting ready to attack. And it's the Avengers Assemble page. And this is just has all the heroes on it. I have one with all the scrolls and one with all the heroes. And what yeah. drawed my eye to this one was Vision was back with his old busted head still. That's awesome. <laughs> Nick Fury's <laughs> giant gun. Then yeah. Ares with his big battle axe. It was a good panel. But I did like the scroll one better. Just throwing that out there. I know. <laughs> All right. What was your best surprise? Uh, oh, I'm first on this. Um, it's it's my it's my favorite surprise, but it's also like the one that frustrated me the most later. So when 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 Hawkeye runs up on Mockingbird and they're trying to figure out whether she's real or not, you know, he thinks she's a scroll and she's in. You know, he he gets her to like, what happened on October 12th or whatever it was. And she knew. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, there's real people in the thing. They're not all scrolls. So I was really into it then. That was like my best surprise at that moment. And then they ruined it later. But yeah, that, that one really was a, at the, at the moment, was a great twist in the story. Yeah. And one of mine was the same way too. The one I picked was, I, I mentioned it in my breakdown thing, but when Nick Fury shot, Cat Marvel, and then threw her to the squirrels. I'm like, man, how'd you know that she wasn't a squirrel? Like, so, like, one of the Earth's greatest heroes you just shot and left. Like, once you shot her and you seen they were attacking her, you should try to go help her at least or something, but no, nah, he just left her. Dang, that's harsh. I was surprised by that. She's Carol Damer. She can take care of herself. Yeah. It didn't look what? like an attack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, what was yours? Uh, I went with a sarcastic one because I was let down because I thought the story was fairly predictable uh for me it was that they couldn't let it go without having a happy ending and that after all that fighting eight issues you know destroying new york city with thousands of people wasp was the only casualty like (laughs) you couldn't let anybody else actually be dead just just wasp but she's probably going to come back later i just oh 100 she's already back yeah i I, I was surprised I, i honestly wasn't expecting all the heroes to just walk out at the very end and be happy ending. I was like, really? We had to do that? Like, what, I mean, I wasn't that surprised. Because the baby Jarvis thing was still going on. Yeah, that's the only... That baby back. There's a couple of Lucians. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there, there, there wasn't really that many surprises. They, there tried to be, and there, there should have been. I think I was just jaded because there should have been a huge reveal at some point. You know, there should have been something shocking in there and there just really wasn't that much. Yeah. Like at the last second, they should have, uh, like Norman Osborn goes and talks to the villains, gives them like, Hey, we got a new plan. And then he walks out of the room, like stubs his toe and turns green for a second. Yeah. Or Nick Fury was a scroll or something, you know, like there should have been something and there wasn't. All right. 
You don't want to cast this thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much enthusiasm. Oh, this may go well for me then. All right. So first of the gate is Spider Woman, and Sam, you get to go first. Who you got? I wanted to. I picked an actress I thought could do. I play the hero, and then also kind of be like a little trickster, and then have that talk with Tony Stark and all that. So that's that's what I was going for more than the action. But but the late epic also do action. I think it's Anne Hathaway. I got to see her delivering some of those lines that that they had. Okay, I think I got you beat though. It's not bad. I think I got you beat. Oh. Yeah. All right, Josh. I'm going with Kristen Ritter. Who played Jessica Jones in the Netflix Jones, yeah. series. I thought about her for a minute. I think she she looked like how they were drawing her uh, in the face. Uh, I've got you beat too. Oh well, who, well, who's the right answer then? Smug face. Marina Baccarin. How you gonna have have us have us beat? I don't know who that is. You gotta tell me who she yes, is. Yes, you do. What's she in? That's she was in Marina. Deadpool. She was in Firefly. Oh yeah, I know. Duh. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she and she was the queen alien person on the V reboot. That wasn't any good, but she was really good on it. Okay, I know who she is now. I'm done. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't disown me. No, you're right. I'll let you have the win. I do like yeah. her. It's the right answer. I don't think any any of those are really of a bad answer. No, I just knew I had the winner on that one. Oh, there's five more. I, I'm going to get more wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I just knew I had that one. Sweet. We have one this week. All right, anyway, Josh, who's your Hawkeye? Well, seeing as my best full-page spread was Crazy Hawkeye with the crazy eyes, I'm going with somebody that I hope can uh, entail all that, and I'm going with Anthony Starr. He plays Homelander in The Boys. Yeah. That dude, he can play hero and, and do kind of straight-faced and just be a hero, but when it comes time to – Get the wild in the eyes. He can do that really good. Do it really good, yeah. He can play with his cheese off the cracker pretty well. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know if I've got you beat on this one. Um, I'm gonna go with Garrett Headland. He's really good at being angry and throwing fits. Yeah. And that, and this is Hawkeye, the sort of angriest and you know rage filled. I feel like Garrett Headland, and he kind of looks the part. He's got the blonde hair, all that kind of jazz. He's an action guy. But like, you know, I've seen, especially like a triple frontier. Like when he gets mad, I'm like, I could see him doing those those mad moments. I like it. That's a good one, too. All right. So I picked Charlie Hunnan. That's a good one, too. I know. I, I, I thought I had to clear win on this one. But I, I like all the answers. Yeah. I'm going to take the win on that one. <laughs> also, it has to do with my Walkenberg pick. That's why I picked him. I want to see those two play each other, off each other. All right. Well, let's get to that then. So for Mockingbird, I went with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She does the action. Uh, she she can do like those subtle, you know, brokenhearted moments. Um, yeah. I think she could do it. It's not bad. All right, Sam, reveal your secret plan. Okay, so I'll play opposite of Charlie Hunnan in their little two-page thing where they had. I picked her name is Rachel Rachel Taylor. She's from uh, Transformers. She's also in Jessica Jones. She was the the sister, the blonde. I don't is that know supposed that to be your sister? Well, Step or whatever in Jessica Jones. Okay. I, I didn't watch it. Sorry. The girl she grew up with. No, they're not related at all, but they're like sisters. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, she'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I want to see those two. Do it. I was, was going to have a thing. Right. I had a backup, but I won't say it just in case Josh had her. No, you probably got, did. Probably I've got not. Blake. Li- I've got Blake Lively for Mockingbird. I like it. Okay, then why don't you cast Ryan Reynolds as Hawkeye? Oh, <laughs> he's dead full. <laughs> he's dead full. <laughs> No, I, he is, but I think this was a little bit more serious, Hawkeye. I never saw the goofiness, and you've said in the past you have a hard time taking Ryan Reynolds serious anymore, so I didn't want to get ridiculed by you. I've always had trouble taking Ryan Reynolds seriously. That's true. <laughs> There's Although no any more on that sentence. I, I, I've saw some of his more serious roles. He, he's actually a legit actor. He just has more fun doing 
What is good at? I, I believe you. Yeah. Um, all right, my my backup was Rosamund Pike. I think I think they were aiming for a little bit younger than she is now, and I was trying to avoid the time machine. All right, Sam, who's your Luke Cage? And are you casting for modern day Luke Cage or disco Luke Cage from the ship? Modern is who I okay. went with. And the guy I picked is normal actor. He killed it in his last uh, role he played in. He was in Black Panther. It's Michael B. Jordan. It's like Killmonger. That being the bad guy, I don't see him bring that intensity in and delivery to a good guy. I want to see what he can do with Luke Cage. I think he'd be really good at that. Alright. He's already been Killmonger, though. So? Uh, anyway, Josh, who is your uh, Luke Cage? I just went for a big, swole dude. I'm going Dwayne Johnson. That's my backup. That's who I had also. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if he can not use his normal accent, but I think um, a couple of these panels here, he looks a lot like Jaiman Hansu. And I probably said his name wrong. No, you nailed it, because I've cast him several times, because I really like him. He did. Yeah. He's always good. Uh, yeah, I've never he- not heard he's him. He's got a pretty intense accent. Normal accent, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's got a really cool voice. I mean, I, I think he would be a cool-sounding Luke Cage if he could speak with an American accent. Yeah, so my, mine's, mine's got a qualification on it. Just so everybody were clear, I think the Netflix cast Luke Cage perfect. I think they got yeah. played him, done a really good job. So. Yeah. The only one that got wrong was Iron Fist. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, they did really well. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, Marvel, the dumbest name in the Marvel universe. Who you got, Josh? Huge Jackman. <laughs> I'll see Huge Jackman. He's already been Wolverine. What's up with that? <laughs> it's That's not enough. the MCU. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, come on, it's dead. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Channing Tatum for Marvel. Yeah, big dude. Yeah, blonde. Hugh Jackman's better. Okay. He's gonna punch things for about five minutes in the movie. That's all. He's gonna disappear for the whole movie. He can do that. And yeah, he's a better actor than he gets credit for. I think he was in too many Magic Mike's and dancing movies. Like, yeah. what? Watch Logan Lucky. The man can actually act. All right, my turn. And I don't, I don't want you guys to laugh, but I, we don't, I don't think we've ever cast a guy I picked. But I know he's a phenomenal actor. He can get in shape. He does all the fight scenes, and he do, he does intense well. As long as he Paul doesn't do back, no, as long as, he, long as he doesn't do his, <laughs> yeah, as long as he doesn't do his Batman voice, we're good. Christian Bale. I, I, he, he's, he's not Gary Oldman, but he can do very diverse things. Um, he's very diverse. And I kept thinking back to the uh, Reign of Fire movie, that type of uh, actor he was in that. Yeah. I think that had been really good. But if we have time machine from that, that's what I was, I was going for. Nah, he can do it. I have faith I in him. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Can. yeah um, so next up is the wild card. I get to go first on that. And I'm going to cast for the Wasp. And this is the role Anne Hathaway needs to be in. Not Spider-Woman. She would be Sweet. absolutely spot on perfect as the wasp. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'll argue with that. Yeah. So my movie versus your movie. <laughs> my movie I'm could sorry. beat up your movie. Uh, I have two. And I'm going to go with, uh, I, I don't cash for Marie Hill. I, I picked Jessica Bill. It hasn't been nothing in a long time that like it's been super popular, but, I was thinking Blade Trinity. Even with another time machine pick, I guess. I can see her doing some of those lines and stuff she was saying. I don't know that she's actually that good an actress, though. Yeah, a big part in this movie. She started to deliver a few lines. All right. Josh? All right, I'm casting for Norman Osborn, and I'm going with Brian Cranston. Oh, that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Aim looks the part, yeah. Because he can play, you know, I'm just CEO, or now I'm working with the president, I'm going to be head of the new initiative or whatever, but when the door closes and he's talking to the villains, I totally buy that, too. Well, he definitely won the wild card round. That might be the best pick of the whole draft. Uh, 
on you mine. I also okay. cast for Ares. I love Ares. I love his little outfit, skull and crossbones, vest stuff he wears, the hammer. Mm-hmm. But the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones. I don't, I don't know how you say he's, he's Icelandic. I don't know how to say his real name. His name's the mountain. You said it right. Half Thor Bjorson or something. <laughs> something like his name's Half Thor. <laughs> but he, he, he he's uh, gotten out of World's Strongest Man's uh, shape, and he looks like a, a superhero now. Like, dude's legit Jack now. Six, seven, yeah. just monster of a man. Yeah, he, um, I, th- I saw a video on Facebook where he had, like, broken the deadlift, you know, record for, like, the world the other day. And he, yeah. he, he I, and you're right, he does, he has gotten in, like, um, you know, incredible shape. Yeah. That's and it's not, like, world's strongest man shape. It's, you know, I want to yeah, wear I, spandex for a living shape. He, he's going to, uh, try to become a professional boxer off, to, off topic, anyways. What he's training to do. Well, off topic is what we do. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I think we're done. Um, despite getting getting positive grades, we uh, hammer on this thing a little bit, cut out our little mjolnirs and smacked it around. But um, do you think we'll be doing that next week for one of Josh's picks? So Josh, why don't you preview for us what we're uh, going to get Mjolnir out for next time? Okay, next week we'll be reviewing Solar, Man of the Atom, Volume 1, Nuclear Family. That's a uh, lot of title. There's a lot to it, yeah. Uh, so this for me was a blind pick. I was just rummaging through Comicsology, saw it, put it on our list, and uh, was completely unaware you guys had both read this way back in the day. So this will be a revisit for you guys to this. I think this is not the exact issues you read, but the, the same realm. No, and 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 for and for listeners' benefit, this is the Dynamite reboot, not the '90s Valiant Run. Gotcha. All right, so let's hear the uh, summary here. This all started with an accident. Brilliant scientist Phil Selesky had unlimited cosmic abilities until he exploded and accidentally gave the powers to his daughter, Erica, who was absolutely not a a brilliant scientist. Now Phil's made of energy, and Erica is the most powerful and freaked out person on Earth. Can they work together to stop an invading alien armada without killing each other? We'll find out next week. I think they may have given away too much there. They, yeah. I don't like when they do that. Although, um, they don't, they're not shooting for a hundred here on Comixology. Those summaries sometimes are way <laughs> off base. If you remember the, uh, uh, what was it? The Doctor Strange Way of the Weird. Completely different summary from the story we read. They're, they're not always great. So yeah. Sometimes there's juke moves. <laughs> it's true. All right. Well, despite our positive uh, positive grades, we were too negative on the show. We'll try to be, uh, you know, ha- happy dance next week. I don't know. <laughs> I got <laughs> yeah, nothing. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's getting late, fellas. Dapper Dan. That's what I was thinking of. That's the wrong yeah. one. I don't know. Oh. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I think we're done here. We better be. So. <laughs> we're, we're way off the rails. <laughs> We've got no more listeners. <laughs> Everybody's done. <laughs> All right. Salute. Good night. See ya. Goodbye, Switzerland.